Today's podcast brought to you by Jolt. Make progress. Not excuses. Dream big. Get massive results. So when I go home, am I still motivated? Absolutely. Well, come come on, Will. Power pull on my side. Um, Am I going to stay, you know, do I have skills and knowledge still? Not so fast. It's hard to stay current. Well, then pull on that side. Now, when I go home, I'm going to meet some friends and accomplices. I'm your friend. Let's go celebrate. I'm your buddy. Let's go to the hometown buffet. (laughs) But I baked you a cake. Have a piece or two. Come on, let's get a beer or two. Pull on that side. So what about this incentive and reward thing? Nah, those are for kids. Yeah, you keep pulling on this side. And where's the ice cream? It's right here in the freezer. Finish the whole carton. Oh, dear. So here I am, me and Willpower, pulling. What do you think's going to happen? Now, I'm, I'm making light of this a little bit, but recidivism and relapse and, and being subject instead of agent, that's a big part of the problem we can get in the willpower trap. We can become outnumbered. We need to take control of the things that control us so we can control our behavior. Thank you very much. So the second difference we saw between those who succeeded and those who didn't is that the ones who succeeded were more scientific. They just weren't the subject. They were the subject and the scientist. We learned that they did a couple things. Number one is they never got it right the first time. When they created a plan, they did it in a more scientific trial and error basis. They were able to analyze and adjust. The second thing is, is it was homegrown. You know, they just didn't take someone's advice or perfect plan and put it, you know, into their plan. What they did is they customized it, they personalized it, they said, How can I make this so that it applies to me and my goals and my strengths and my weaknesses to my environment? And when they did that, they were more likely to succeed. Now, we found that there are four steps to that, and I want to share with those uh, quickly in each of those. I want to do the first two together. Identify your crucial moments and create your vital behaviors. Now, this is good news. On almost all of our Uh, bad behaviors, including addictions. We don't have 24-7 temptations. There are certain times and places and people that put most at risk. That's particularly true with weight loss and weight gain. We're not tempted all the time. You know, I've I've got breakfast down pretty well, and I've got lunch, and I don't snack during the days. But let me tell you when I'm most tempted. After 8 o'clock at night, when I start writing and reading and thinking, I find that I'm way more creative and productive at about a half peanut butter sandwich a page. (laughs) Second is, for years, I'd only do one sugar drink a day, about 80 ounces. (laughs) And the third one is, when I really like something, I would load it up. I would go to seconds, maybe thirds. So my crucial moments when I'm most tempted to not follow my plan, to engage in my bad behavior. But if crucial moments tell when we're at risk, vital behaviors tell us what to do when we're at risk. 
And my vital behaviors are no sugar drinks. When I'm trying to lose weight and get fit, no sugar drinks, no unhealthy snacks, only one small serving per day. Now, that doesn't work for everybody, but it's not for everybody. That's for me. Now, vital behavior, right, is what we do. Not all behaviors are the same. The vital behaviors are the ones connected to the result and carry a lot of other behaviors with it. So, first step that everybody does, they set a goal, find your crucial moments, personalize it, and find the behaviors you need to do at that moment. And then, this is what really separates, because the people who really succeed engage all six sources of influence. 